0: like the little Judas Priest. It's kind of funny. Uh, Brent Jacobson is in studio with me this morning on the Meg Ellison Show. Thanks for tuning in. My dad when he got frustrated with us kids used to say Judas Priest <laughs> and I don't think he was talking about the uh, s- uh, the band. Just saying. <laughs> well as I said uh, joining me this morning in studio America's favorite mayor Mosinee Mayor Brent Jacobson soon to be Wisconsin's Favorite well oh oh excuse me America's favorite state legislator I guess we could say I guess we could say uh, we'll start with Wisconsin's favorite state legislator but Mm -hmm. I am delighted when I heard the news that you were uh, going to run and uh, I know we talked off air about some of the committee assignments that you can envision yourself uh, in when you. Uh, get elected and are representing the eight newly created 87th State Assembly District. So where would you see yourself fitting? I mean, with your experience and obviously you have to have some passion about what, you know, what, what it is that you'd like to to do when you serve in the legislature.
1: Absolutely. Um, you know, one thing that I've always wanted to step into, if I was fortunate enough to get into the state legislature, was um To do some work in uh, the area of adoption. Uh, I, um, my wife, and I were um, starting the adoption process at uh, one point um, before um, we got blessed with finding out that uh, our baby girl was coming. At which point, we, of course, stepped back because um, from the adoption process, because at least in the private adoption, we knew that. uh, from some of the steps we'd gone through, we were, you know, in a in a pool with other families that knew for certain, for whatever reason, that they, they were not going to have children um, of their own, and were, we're hoping to be blessed with being able to adopt one, and here we were blessed um, to have one coming by surprise, so we mm-hmm. took a step back from that, uh, but in the process, I saw uh, how terribly expensive it is, and out of the reach for um, some people who just can't, you know, muster the... The funds to go through the private adoption process, uh, but would be fantastic parents uh, if they could, and also all the red tape. Um, a, a lot of which, I'll be honest with you, some of the things I had to go through as requirements in the adoption process for education, I have, have, um, I have not called back on those in any respect as as a father as I've gone through this learning process the last two years. So I. I would like to make it more accessible for, for people to be able to adopt. Uh, and because we value life. And if there is an alternative for people who aren't, for, for women who aren't ready to, um, for whatever reason, uh, raise a child, um, to still bring that child into this world and, and put it in the arms, the loving arms of a, a family who unfortunately cannot. Uh, so that's one thing I've been passionate about just from a personal experience. I'd like to work on it with, if in the legislature a- at a different end of the spectrum. Another thing I'm passionate about as a small business owner, um, as a part owner in, in my law practice, um, I, I have a passion for small businesses. And um, for that reason, I feel people need to work and be committed to their job. And I think that the mentality exacerbated by the shamdemic that, mm-hmm. Um, we went through is that it, it's, it's okay to just you know be lazy and, and, and not work as much um, it, uh, like we used to. And I would like to tackle the um, Goliath of uh, welfare reform and workforce development. Um, people can, can walk in and apply for a number of jobs and sit in on an interview these days, walk into the interview looking terrible, blow the interview intentionally so they don't get the job and say, well, I check the box, keep my benefits coming. And that's our money. And I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. And I don't think we've done enough to look at how we can overhaul it. And we need to start doing that. So I would love to roll up my sleeves and get my hands dirty in that area as well. Uh, because that, that's a driver of our economy. Um, you know, I just look at these businesses that it's a revolving door and it's not their fault of people who are simply there to put their limited time in to say, I did it, and I had to leave or got fired for whatever reason, and uh, keep my benefits coming. And it's a drain on this economy. So those are two areas, uh, totally different topics. But, I, I, you know, I've been passionate about it for different reasons as a father now and, and then also as a small business owner.
0: So. Well, you say father, and the second <laughs> I bring that up, your face lights up, Oh, mm-hmm. just your... Sweet little two year old.
1: You know, she will, she's getting to the point of putting sentences together, of course, now. And I, I we met with the pediatrician, you know, for the checkup uh, last week. And I, they're supposed to be saying something like 50 words, 50 to 100. I can't remember what she said at this point. And um, my wife's been passionate about immersing these sponges as they are at that age and different things including um, foreign language, which I've always had an interest in learning a foreign language. And every time I sign up for the subscription, I'd say, like, I get too busy and don't get to it. Um, and I wish I would have done it as a child. So we started with an instructor that um, exposes her to some English and also some Spanish. And she's got her markers on the refrigerator to um, color on her little pad, magnetic, and I just take them off she went through each of those primary colors in spanish the other day and i'm like my daughter knows more spanish at the age of two than i do (laughs) i'm getting a little concerned (laughs) wow but uh yeah i do i do light up because you know um and that's a that's a big part of me um especially in elected office too is uh family values and life because i know how precious it is um these little things can drive you to the point of insanity, and then bring you right back and melt the coldest heart by saying, thank you, Daddy, or I love you, Daddy. So, um, you know, life is precious, and uh, I want people to know that's a strong value of mine and family values as I hopefully serve them in the legislature.
0: So you uh, <laughs> have alluded to, maybe not in these Terms, but uh, talking about common sense or common sense solutions, or being the voice of reason in uh, on the county board and in, in particular, but also I'm sure in the mayor's office. And you mentioned um, welfare, well, essentially welfare reform, or or uh, at least uh, uh, fixing the, the the job seeking process for those that would rather continue to not work. And and I think. Um, I would imagine, and I'm not trying to give you ideas already, but I probably will, is that part of a logical solution to, you talk about those that show up for a job interview intentionally wanting to blow it. And I often wonder if perhaps we need to look at this problem in a different way and even suggest creative ways to help prepare someone for... It, a job interview and and make that part of the entire process of of interviewing so that they uh, and 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 really and and I mean I guess uh, you, you know without without having without having employment I think there 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 are a lot of people that that forget about the Self worth that they get in actually being employed and having somewhere to go every day, and and how empowering it is to feel like, wow, I have a responsibility, and and there there's someone counting on me to show up on time and to perform th- these tasks that that are part of my job. And so I guess um, I would imagine, and just based on what I have, you know, I, I'm I'm sort of giving you this idea, but just based on what I have observed mm-hmm. in your. Um, well in in what you have suggested and what you have implemented as part of a as part of the county board, and then I, I presume with the uh, the mayoral's office that you would um, that this would be another part of the uh, of your uh, contribution to the legislature is looking for creative solutions to uh, well, t- to problems that have existed for a long time and mm-hmm. and really, uh, the government has just kicked the can down the road as opposed to solving.
1: Yeah, and, you know, one of the things I talked about in my experience with being the mayor is that public-private partnership. I mean, that's how we've responsibly got a lot of economic development to come to Mosney in the last um, almost nine years I've been there. And there is a proper place for the government in some things, and there's some, some many things the government should just stay out of. But uh, there is a, a balance th- that can be struck when for everyone's benefit uh, between the public sector and and the private sector, between the private sector and the government, um, you know, there, there is certainly a number of things that the government should be looking at when it comes to welfare and workforce. And that I, I think you raise a good point there. One of it is uh, education on, you know, this is, hey, this is how you interview um, You know, these are things you should be prepared for. But let's talk about our public uh, education system, K-12 in the state. Uh, Why don't we just start there? We're already paying for it. Um, You know, financial literacy, extremely important. Um, How to balance a checkbook. um, How to apply for a job. And then internship programs through our um, public school system. You know, those are all things we can look at boosting to get people ready to be productive in the workforce, and we should be looking at those. And then, of course, on the the private sector side, there's there's things, and I've seen this as a small business owner. You, you've got to adjust to to um, if you want your employees to invest in you, you got to invest in them. And, and you know, we certainly do in, in my business. And you know, that means you know, looking at different things. How do how do you want to encourage somebody to feel like they're um, not just a number, but you know, a part of this? service or a part of this manufacturing business or a part of whatever it may be. Um, those are new things that I think, you know, the, the private sector needs to to look at how, how they can help. And they are, um, as I mentioned, we are in, in my business. So all good points. But, you know, let's start with uh, what we have. And, again, that's why I go back to look at the K-12 system. And, honestly, are we spending more time um, on... On pronouns and this, that, and the other thing, than we are on. Uh, hey, how do I make um, Johnny or Susie a productive member of society when they get out of this place? Which I think is what the taxpayers are asking me to do.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, interviewing skills in in high school I think would be valuable, especially yeah. with these kids that are buried in or they're looking at their devices all the time and and often don't have a lot of interpersonal communication skills
1: buried. And it's so, it's so concerning the screen time people um, at that age have lost the ability to look you in the eye during a conversation. Um, If they, if they have the ability to have a conversation and I, you know, that is critical to being successful in society. So, I have concerns, but yeah, i've I've done those things. Meg is mayor. I've um participated in mock interviews at the high school with seniors who are graduating. And we should continue to focus on those kind of skills,
0: okay. So before we run out of time, mm-hmm. such a great segue. You said the word skills. Mm-hmm. Talk about the skills that you believe you possess that are necessary to to get bills passed. In the legislature, because, you know, as you stated, as a member of the county board, you're you're one voice. You're not you're not in. uh, And and I mean, honestly, everybody's just one voice. But you're perhaps have a more persuasive role as the mayor of Mm Mosinee. But uh, going to the legislature where you are part of a bigger body and how you are able to persuade people to to. well, to either sponsor your bill or vote for your bill when when the time comes. What skills do you have and, and really the experience uh, to, to, to be persuasive when you are in the state assembly?
1: Yeah, I think um, one of the most important skills that I, I hope to bring to the state legislature is, and I said this in my announcement as a press release, I think we spend far too much time as elected officials thinking that we should be talking and we don't spend enough time listening. Um, it, it starts not in the legislature, but but right here at home with your constituents to say, what, what are your priorities and what issues are affecting my region and the state of Wisconsin, um, as a whole, and find out how those concerns, um, or those desires or those initiatives can be crafted into legislation. And, you know, I have experience, obviously, as a full-time practicing attorney, um, to say, how can we how can we boil this down into a bill? And, of course, you have ledge counsel to help you with that. But then take that and ask yourself, okay, well, how is it going to be funded? Where is it going to be funded from? I mean, almost everything requires money of some sort. Then find the people in the legislature that are your colleagues that are on those committees, whether it's the policy piece of it uh, or the fiscal piece of it, and build strong relationships with them to explain to them why they should have confidence in a bill that you're putting your name on to move it through their committee to the floor. And those are the skills I think I've um, developed well working not only in business, but uh, in a large body that is has more members on it than the state senate, <laughs> Uh, trying to get things done on a more micro level here in Marathon County. So I hope to bring those things to um, to the legislature and also bring the mentality, which I think is also a skill and an asset, to realize that things don't happen overnight. Um, you have to be in it for the long game to get us to the place you think we should be. You know, For instance, I've always been an advocate of eliminating the state income tax. Well, I can tell you that And I'll promise you that as a state legislator, if elected in in 2024, um, I will not be eliminating the state income tax in my first term because we have a governor who thinks that taxes are a good thing. And he's unfortunately going to be there for two more years. But let's start building the groundwork to get us there over time so that when he is gone and someone else new is there, we can chip away at the taxes we have to get us to be a more competitive state with others like Florida that that don't have one and are thriving. Um, so I hope I've answered your question. Yeah. I tend to go off on tangents, but um, you know, listening, building partnerships, and being patient are extraordinary skills that you can master. And I I hope to try and bring to the the legislature to get good things done for Central Wisconsin.
0: Amen. Well, and and I guess I just look at what you started with uh, in, in, I guess, the experiences that you believe are most relevant. And I would say the same thing um, in life um, as a uh, committed uh, wife and uh, mom. Mm-hmm. I think those developing those skills, uh, personal interpersonal relationships and just relationships in general, are the most important skills to have when I, I believe just in life in general, whether it's on the radio or in a role uh, in the legislature and I think you don't see that enough that uh, that you know I, I guess I'll say that it this way is that there are some I think in our legislature that would rather try to ramrod uh, their point of view or, or their, uh, whatever their initiative is through the legislature, it, but through means that aren't effective. And, and I mean, it really is about coalition building and, uh, and, and trying to develop personal relationships with your colleagues in order to be persuasive to get uh, legislation passed. And, and I mean, I think I see that in you. I mean, I obviously see that Having observed you on the county board, in particular, I think again, I mean, I'll just go back to how critical it was your role was during that time, um, and I, you know, I want to say it was sort of on the cusp of the shamdemic, if not right in the midst of it, where you know your voice of reason was was it was like a voice in the wilderness because I mean it really it was, was a, a very divided county board and it was sort of i think it was an awakening for so many of us in marathon county to realize wow these people that are sitting on the board that somehow got elected are not representing my values and and i mean i think i think now more than ever i think the county board is Mm -hmm. situated to best represent those of us here in marathon county
1: you know, and that is a good point, Meg. I mean, um, another skill i bring to the legislature is I'm not going to change the person I am. And if you do that, um, it will become apparent rather quickly and you will lose support. And that's what happened, I believe, to some of those people that were on the county board and were gone in one term because they weren't responsive to their constituents and um, a whole new person became apparent once they got on the board so you're going to expect me to keep the values i've kept my whole life if i go to the legislature
0: brent jacobson for 87th assembly uh, 87th state assembly thank you so much for joining me this morning thanks for uh well i guess putting yourself out there to uh, to represent best represent our values here in central wisconsin you're welcome back anytime mm-hmm. always in studio it's always fun to have you here and uh let me know if there's anything I can do. I will say this: I actually had planned on doing this anyway. As soon as I heard, I am formally endorsing Brent Jacobson for the eighty seventh Assembly District, and I wish you all the best. And come on, come on back anytime to talk about your campaign.
1: Well, thank you, Meg, and I promise you and your listeners you won't be disappointed if you if you put your trust and confidence in me to serve you in the legislature.
0: We're going to take a break. Thanks again, Brent Jacobson, for State Assembly. America's favorite mayor, soon to be America's favorite state assembly member. We will be right back on the Meg Ellison Show on WSAU.